Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the My Sorta Rican podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Nelly. This is episode 37. Hope everybody's doing well out there in podcast land. It's a beautiful, warm day here in the middle of December. Crazy, right? Yeah. So we're almost into Christmas. I think looking ahead at the Christmas weather patterns, according to weather.com, I think it's supposed to be like 52 degrees on Christmas Day. Whoa. Yeah. Warm. So most likely no white Christmas this year. Oh, well. Well, on the My Sort of Rican podcast episode today, we have a very un-Christmassy episode as we are back doing another installment of the Horror Film Review. That's right. I have watched yet another horror film, and I have plenty to say about this one. So without further ado, strap in, sit down, stand up, run around, whatever it is you need to do, get ready for this episode. So today we are going to be reviewing a film that I've seen twice now. Uh, Last night was the second time I've seen this film. This film... I'm going to say a lot of really great things about this film. A lot of it's going to sound like hyperbole, but I assure you, I absolutely love, love, love this film. I can't say enough about it. It's easily in my top five uh, without a shadow of a doubt, my top ten without breaking a sweat. So, without further ado, the film is A Dark Song, 2016, one hour and 40 minutes. Uh, So, IMDb's tag lines have it as drama, fantasy, and horror. And they also have the explanation of it as, or the kind of uh, what's going on in the film, as a determined young woman and a damaged occultist risk their lives and souls to perform a dangerous ritual that will grant them what they want. That's a pretty sound explanation uh, and description of the film. I would say that pretty much cuts down to the very bone of what's going on. Um, However, there's a lot more nuance going on and there's some interesting tie-ins and things that have gone on a long time ago with other occultists and black magicians that they don't really necessarily draw attention to in the film, but I am going to, okay? So again, without further ado, you have to forgive me if I have to clear my throat a little bit. I think I'm uh, either catching on some sort of cold or I already have it. Uh, Just, I don't know what's going on. It's that time of the year. It's December, right? I'm sure it's not Omnicron. It's not Omnicron. Okay. So, A Dark Song, again, 2016, one hour and 40 minutes. This is available on AMC Plus and Prime. So the director is Liam Gavin, also the writer, Liam Gavin. There's really only two people that star in this film. There's not anything else or anyone else really going on besides the two main characters, which are Steve Oram and Catherine Walker. Now, I think both of them are British actors, so I don't know how much Americans really get into a film that is overseas and actors that are overseas in Europe. Uh, So that's why sometimes when they're European actors, I'm kind of reluctant to read off the cast, not because we're prejudiced against European actors, but in America, people just tend to kind of stick to who they know, right? As we're all guilty of that. So Stephen Oram and Catherine Walker, Stephen Oram plays uh, 
basically his character is like a, a shaman, if you will. Uh, his his character is called Joseph Solomon, and Catherine Walker's character is Sophia. So Steve Orham's character, Joseph Solomon, like I said, he's like a shaman, um, a black magician, <clears throat> a spirit guide, if you will, a man who uh, definitely dabbles in the occult, Aleister Crawley, um, the Golden Dawn. Uh, I could rattle off many, many different uh kind of organizations or societies that dabble in occultist material, right? So Catherine Walker or Sophia contacts Steve Orham and asks him to help her perform a ritual that is thousands and thousands of years old, very deep and steeped in uh, demonic calling and recalling, uh, casting spells and, and rituals and asking demons for things and angels for things. It's very, very, very dark, serious stuff that Catherine's character is messing around with. That's why she contacts Steve Orham to come out and help her as he is an expert in the material. So basically, the interesting tie-ins that I found in this film is the, the whole film is shot in Wales. And the connection there that I picked up on, because I have I have studied the occult, uh, I have studied the works of Aleister Crawley and various other uh, black magicians, um, just because I'm kind of fascinated with all things religion and religions. Um, so, somewhere around in the 1900s, Aleister Crawley, who is a uh, famous occultist, black magician, he was in the Golden Dawn. Eventually, he began went on to start his own uh, religious occultist. Uh, sect called the, uh, well, Thelema is what it was called. Um, so Aleister Crawley was very serious. He was a very serious man about what it is he was trying to do and accomplish. So long story short, Aleister Crawley buys a house on Loch Ness, with, which for some of you may or may not know, Loch Ness is where supposedly the Loch Ness monster lives. So he buys this giant mansion of a house on Loch Ness in Scotland. And the whole purpose of doing this is so that he can perform this ancient, ancient ritual and rite called the Abramelin. Now the Abramelin, from what I've read and from what I understand, has been around since the beginning of time. Uh, people, maybe the Druids perhaps, and even before them, attempted to use this, I'm trying to think how to say it, instructional manual, if you will, to call and recall, uh, call in demons and then send them away and bring them back in. And basically you're just for anywhere from three months to eight months, Aleister Crawley sat in this house, uh, no power, no electricity, no heat, uh, nothing, just a bare bones, empty mansion house on Loch Ness and tried to perform this, this ritual, this Abermelon, uh, in an attempt to, contact beings and spirits not on this plane of existence uh dark beings dark uh, angels and and creatures and deities and demigods and hermes and all these basically uh ancient gods and deities that have existed before time began so you'll see in this film that there is a lot of tie-ins there this catherine walker goes out to the middle of nowhere wales out in these mountains and buys this mansion <clears throat> much like Aleister Crawley did and 
there's an interesting part at the beginning of the film where the, the guy, the, the agent, the real estate agent that she's buying the house from, he tells her how much the house is and what the down payment is and all that good jazz. And she gives him a huge stack of European money, which I'm assuming is all, you know, Euro. And she just says, here, take this and leave it, leave me alone. Here's all the money you're ever going to need for this house. Take it and go away and don't come back. So the whole purpose of that was much like what Aleister Crowley did. He wanted complete and total solidarity and serenity. He wanted to be left alone in this house on Loch Ness so that he could perform his dark ritual and see what happens. Well, much like that, uh, Catherine's character, Sophia, gets the house and immediately calls out Steve Orm to come help her. And he's an interesting character. Uh, There's a lot going on there with him. It's 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 weird because again, as an American, you see this man. He's got you know uh, carrot red hair. He's a ginger, <laughs> and uh, he's got this big ginger beard, and he's you know kind of balding on top. And you just he's not what you would think or expect someone would be in black magic in the occult. You know, I, when you think of in America, when I think of black magicians and and you know the occultist. Usually they're in all black clothes and they have, you know, eye makeup on and they look like, uh, you know, uh, the people in the goss, you know, that from high school, you know, so you see him and it's just, it's, it's weird. It doesn't match up because he just looks like, uh, he looks like a fairy ginger from Ireland and, oh, don't try to steal me lucky charms. (laughs) That's what he, my apologies to anybody out there who's Irish. So anyway, (laughs) that's what he looks like. He just, he looks like a, a little wee leprechaun. That's what he looks like. And in fact, he's a, uh, like I said, a shaman. He's a black magician. He's, he's into the occult and actually very well versed in it, uh, in all things Aleister Crawley. So my apologies if I got a little bit off the rails there. So all that to say that there is a lot of cultural tie-ins and I would love to have a conversation with Liam Gavin and pick his brain and ask him if in fact he was trying to kind of copy and paste from the events of Aleister Crawley and the Loch Ness Mansion. So, Steve Orham and Catherine Walker want to perform the Abra Melon, which is a long, long commitment of a ritual for basically three months to eight months, one person or two people. You spend days without sleep. You go days without eating. You sit in various little drawn chalk circles on the floor where you pray and you meditate and then you pray and then you meditate and then you fast and then you pray, meditate, fast again and then you get a quick hour or two of sleep and then you have a little bit of food and a little bit of water and then you go right back to purification, purifying yourself, calling, recalling demons, uh, incantations, chants, spiritual instructions, reading from these uh, ancient hermetic orders. And then this just goes on, on and on and on and on and on. And as you watch in the film, it's the most accurate representation of what occultists and black magicians actually do. Uh, There's a lot of garbage and a lot of gobbledygook out there in Hollywood. Hollywood's always trying to, you know, add in nonsense and garbage and things that aren't real uh, to try to, you know, church things up and fix it up a little bit, make it more presentable. This film really, truly, accurately depicts what most likely happened to Aleister Crawley 
in his attempt to perform the Abermelon in the Loch Ness Mansion. Because post-Abermelon attempt, Aleister Crowley did in fact report to everybody that he just couldn't do it. He, he went mad. After weeks and months of rituals and uh, fasting and not sleeping and calling and recalling demons and doing all these things every day in repetition, every day, every day, out there by himself. Now, mind you, in this film, Catherine Walker has Steve Orham at least to help her. Uh, Alistair Crowley was out there by himself attempting to do this ritual, and he couldn't do it. According to him, he tried, he attempted, and it failed. So, this film, A Dark Song, truly depicts the, the madness, the insanity the just absolute severe commitment that one must make and take to go down this path. And it is a dark, dark, dark path. Hence the name, A Dark Song. So Catherine's character had lost her son. Apparently someone had abducted him and the killers got away and the son was murdered. And so she is using the Abermelon ritual to recall her guardian angel to ask him for vengeance upon the men that stole her child and, and murdered him. So basically the hermetic order says that everyone has a dark demonic guardian angel. And if you summon this angel through this ritual, the angel will grant whatever you wish, whatever it is. If you want to be the most powerful person in the world, if you want to be invisible, if you want to be uh, the smartest person or the richest person or the most whatever it is you want, this guardian angel will grant your wish. And so Steve Orham and Catherine Walker summoned this guardian angel, demonic occultist figure through the Abermelon so that they could both ask it to give them what they want. Uh, according to Steve Orham, he wants invincibility, which means he wants to be able to just appear and disappear and reappear uh, anywhere, anytime, as he wishes throughout the threads of reality and time. Catherine Walker's character desires to be able to have vengeance upon the men that murdered her child. So again, this is it's one of the best films I've ever seen. I just love how they portrayed it. I love how they lined it up with actual historical events. Um, and it is truly accurate to what happens when you invite these things into your life. Aleister Crawley, again, being probably one of the most darkest figures in the dark magic, black magic occult realm, even admitted openly that he should not have done this. Even Aleister Crawley said it was a huge mistake. He should not have allowed these deities and creatures and demons to infest his life. And he invited them in. That's what you do when you do the Abermelon. You invite these things in. And he let them in and they corrupted his mind and he went completely batshit crazy and he went nuts. And after the Abermelon attempt, things only got worse for him in his life and his path. And he just died a lonely, crazy, psychotic mess of a human being. And that was kind of this film if you watch it from start to finish, it portrays that very thing of what happens when you invite these creatures and entities into your life and you're not really sure what you're messing with because it is truly, truly a dark, dark depth of a film. But it's so good. 
It's so good and it's so real and it's so accurate. And that is what I love about it so much. I love horror films. I love all horror films. Truly, I do. All of the all the genres, gore, you know, d- demonic, possession, uh, slasher, campy, you know, Jason-y things. I love all of them. But this, this is what I truly love. Stuff that is real and realistic and, and it's not messing about and it's not all Hollywooded up gobbledygook nonsense. Uh, you know, this is a true dark portrayal of what happens when people who think they know what they're getting themselves into start messing around with black magic and the occult. It does not end well. It never ends well. So, very uh, kind of serious uh, episode of the (laughs) horror film review. I had quite a bit to say about that. But uh, again, I just love this movie so much. It is absolutely fantastic. Even if you're not really into occultist black magic films, I, I suggest you just give it a try. It is truly worth it. Uh, it's just a great film. It really is. Very well done. I can't say enough great things about it. So again, A Dark Song, 2016, 1 hour and 40 minutes. Available on AMC Plus and Prime. Thank you all so much for joining me on yet another episode of the My Sorta Rican Podcast Horror Film Review. Stay tuned for new episodes coming real soon. I hope all of you have a fantastic Christmas holiday. A very Merry Christmas. I hope you get everything that you asked Santa for. Go forth and love each other. 